Support for the podcast this week comes from my own company, MetaShift. We live in an age of digital noise and distraction. Cutting through to connect and engage with your audience is a real challenge. Talent attraction is a focus for everyone, but how can you be sure you're getting the attention necessary to persuade the right people to join your company? MetaShift is a talent attention consultancy, and we can help you optimize your talent attraction strategy to stand out and be heard. To find out more, go to www.talentattention.com or contact me directly on matt at metashift.co.uk. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone and welcome to a special episode of the Recruiting Future podcast. This week I've been at HR Tech World in Paris and I wanted to bring a flavour of the show to people on the podcast who may not have been able to attend. I've done some recordings from the show floor, I've done some recordings at a social event afterwards and I have two interviews um, for this episode, one with Lisa Nelson, the VP of HR globally for Match.com and one with Jane McConnell who was an analyst who was also attending the event. First of all though, let's hear from Johnny Campbell who was the event's MC. Yesterday I really, really enjoyed Yves Morio and Richard Branson, of course. And particularly, I, quite selfishly, because I learned something right running our company around simplicity, around conflict, around getting through that in an organization from Eve's talk. That simplicity thing was brilliant. And Branson doing the same thing. His biggest thing, have a party. Bring people for parties all the time. Not just drinks in the office, but parties and get to know your staff that way. He looks like it worked for him for his life. I'm sure he's got lots of stories about Studio 54 and everything else. I wouldn't mind being in that position in 40 years. Moving on to my first interview, it was very, very interesting to talk to Lisa Nelson, the VP of HR at Match.com. Some very interesting stuff in here about how HR in their organization has been coping with the technical transformation that Match.com has undergone and a really interesting byproduct from their social media recruiting strategy. So, hi, my name is Lisa. I'm the VP of HR for Match, and Match has grown to include a number of market-leading brands in our portfolio, Match, as well as MeTech, Tinder, OkCupid, and a number of other businesses that we've grown both through acquisition and organically over the past few years. Now, you've just been on stage presenting, talking about the the very large uh, technical transformation that mm-hmm. Match, has, uh, Match has gone through. What's kind of provoked that uh, technical transformation and what's what's been happening? Sure, uh, it's a great question. And we've um, initiated a pretty significant architectural transformation, which can effectively be summarised by um, modernising and consolida- consolidating the desktop experience across our subscription businesses. Uh, we're midway through it. Uh, there's still a lot to do and a lot of learning come from that. It generates from a need to deliver a phenomenal desktop experience to our members as well as this growing shift towards mobile adoption of dating products and really wanting to be able to um, triple down on our investment in mobile development. And what were the what are the people implications uh, of doing that from an HR perspective? Pretty significant in that we've uh, shifted away from brand-specific roadmap mentality to something which is more integrated and aligned around one central platform. Again, this is for our subscription products. 
and really embracing a different way of working, thinking and prioritising technical projects. Have you had to uh, bring additional talent into the company or rethink about how you sort of structure your your development team? Definitely. Uh, We've invested in agile training as well as scrum masters. These are relatively uh, new key hires for us. But at the same time, we've been able to staff some of our most important strategic tech positions by looking at our internal workforce. And that has included bringing people from some of our different offices around the world to our Dallas headquarters to really be the architects and leaders of this tech transformation. And you have a HR tech roadmap to go to go with that is that is that right you well, have your we, own kind of tech hr transformation we always going have on. A, we always have a hr roadmap what we found this year was that we had to pivot pretty quickly to um, deprioritize some of the initiatives that were purely hr driven and really align them more towards the outcome of this architectural transformation and some of those things invested uh, that we invested in were a common set of values uh, common incentive plans and obviously a commitment to global mobility where we were able we were able to solve some of our labour shortages by looking to our international workforce. That's interesting. And I know that you uh, you had some interesting findings around the social media stuff that you were you, you were doing. What, 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 what happened with your sort of social media strategy? Yeah. Another great question. Well, like any company that is uh, in the war for talent, so to speak, uh, we were looking for different channels to connect with uh, predominantly technical and product talent, but really for positions across all of our functional areas. And while we embarked upon a pretty significant investment in social media activity and conversion goals, what we found was that we could use social media as a tool for communicating with our internal employees. We built a lot of awareness, engagement, and just a knowledge of what was happening in our different businesses around the world. And we really think that that played a part in um, peaking curiosity and interest in the mobility initiative. And was that via just open pages on uh, all the usual platforms or were you employing a specific sort of bit of software to to do that? Open pages on all the usual platforms. We haven't had much, if any, employee resistance to sort of crossing the lines between personal social media and professional. At the same time, we have been um, trialling Facebook at work within a small segment of our company and we're working with them to see whether that makes sense to roll out on a more broad basis. But in general, it's just been employees individual social media pages um, and we've been able to deliver messaging and communication which is honestly much more powerful and effective than some of our go-to systems like email fantastic that's uh, that, that's always good that's always good to hear um, and what does this sort of next six to 12 months look like how uh, how are things sort of shaping up for you and your team I think the next six to 12 months um, involve us ensuring that we've achieved uh, the project successfully, that we continue to architect really important and and, uh, challenging technical problems for our employees to solve, and just to make sure that we're keeping up to speed with what's happening in the broader ecosystem and constantly providing an environment which is challenging and rewarding to our folks. Lisa, thank you very much for talking to me. It's my pleasure. Thank you. My next interview is with Jane McConnell, who's an advisor and an analyst helping organisations with digital transformation. Jane does some very, very interesting surveys um, and has some very, very insightful opinions on the role of HR in digital transformation. 
Hi everyone, I'm still here at HR Tech World. I'm doing some more interviews and I'm talking to Jane McConnell. Hi Jane, how are you? Hi, nice to meet you. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Sure. Uh, well, I'm Jane McConnell. Uh, I am specialized in digital transformation. I have been working as an independent advisor for about 14 years with a very large organizations. I'm, I'm actually based in the south of France, based in Provence in a tiny village, which is a lovely place to live. Fantastic. And uh, I work with different organizations throughout Europe. And I've been dedicating more and more time to my, my, my work as an analyst right now. I've been running a survey every year for nine years. The ninth one has just been published and the title of the report is The Organization in the Digital Age. Very interesting. I saw um, you published a, a LinkedIn post before the conference about digital transformation and HR's role in that. Um, what, what were your findings? What was, um, what was your sort of view um, on what, what, what comes out of the surveys? Well, what's really interesting is the post I did on LinkedIn is really a long series of posts I've been doing on HR since uh, 2008 where it was, that was a year in my survey where it suddenly clicked on me that HR people were not involved very much in digital things. And I noticed it several years in a row. I wrote several articles about it. I got a lot of feedback from HR professionals. And uh, I suddenly realized through a variety of different things in, in, in over the past year that I feel like HR is the role in the organization that should be the best suited to lead or co-lead the transformation of organizations. That's to say how people work. Digital isn't the only thing that's, that's transforming organizations. It's more of an enabler, but it's definitely uh, pushing people in a certain direction. And what do you think most HR professionals are sort of currently doing in that, um, in that space at the moment? I mean, I was, I was very struck. We've just watched... Um, uh, David Ching from AOL do a presentation right. um, uh, about the sort of future technology and uh, you know the transformation of kind of everything and he, he kind of followed some very staid um, technology presentations about HR that I didn't <laughs> feel were, um, were, were kind of in the same ballpark in terms of what's going on in technology so where do you think HR, uh, HR is now and where does it need to go? Well I think HR now is primarily fulfilling the historical function of HR, uh, which is uh, has to do with compliance, job descriptions, uh, org charts, the whole traditional way of handling, I would say, human resources, if I can use quotation marks in the air. Of course. And um, HR, based on what I've seen in a lot of companies I've come into contact with and from, from what people have told me in response to my LinkedIn post, I got some quite strong opinions there. Either HR has to change radically or HR is going to disappear. And disappear can mean a lot of things. We can mean the dedicated HR professional is no longer a role in an organization and HR becomes part of something that managers do. Uh, well, there's just so much to say about how, how HR can be disrupted. But I think a main thing is HR needs to get closer to people and closer to collaboration and 
different ways of working that enable people to do what people will be doing anyway. Mm, mm, mm. Or should be doing anyway. Yeah, I think that was that, that was kind of very clear, as I say, from the sort of juxtaposition of presentations and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've been here for a couple of days at the, at the conference. What's your, what's your sort of one takeaway from um, HR tech world? That there's an interest in data and analytics which is a little frightening on one side and intriguing on the other. I don't know a lot about analytics, so I'm spending some time during these two days getting to know more about it. The HR people who are here are very motivated to, to, to transform the way they work in organizations. I spent an hour yesterday with one of the biggest uh, industrial companies in the world telling me about their HR program and plans for the next 12 months three years, five years, and it's a very agile approach they're taking. They're going to be making fundamental changes. It's very impressive what they're doing. Now, I don't think that's, to be honest, I don't think that's the majority of HR people. I'm running a little survey online right now, just eight questions, takes five minutes. Uh, I don't know. I think by the time this podcast goes live, it'll probably be finished, but it's a very quick sort of 10-day thing, and I'll be publishing a report, and for the moment... What's coming out of it is that HR does need to change the way they're going to work. And the people taking this survey are about 50% HR professionals and 50% non-HR professionals. So we're getting the perception of HR from other people. And it's not very positive. I'm sorry to be so negative, but that's, that's my role as an analyst is to report what I see and to interpret what I see. And I think HR has tremendous potential, but for the moment is very far from realizing that potential. And finally, every good event should end up in the local pub. Here's Bill Borman and Chris Hoyt giving their thoughts on how they found the event. Hi guys, how are you? How was was HR Tech? Um, A lot of technology. And and after Vegas, I don't want to see any more. What I did notice about this event was that the vendors appear to uh, be getting a bit closer to the market. There's a lot less people in suits. The booths look a bit better. That might sound like a cosmetic thing, but I think it's showing a bit of a shift of bringing the vendor sales community together with the buying community in a more understandable way. Chris, I know it's been your, your dream for many years to be interviewed in a pub. So here we are in a pub. Um, what, 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 what do you think? How's your trip? I actually, I, I find it fascinating that you can add sound effects and make this, uh, this study cubicle sound like a pub. Uh, and I find it interesting. The, the people here have been great. The event's been fantastic. Uh, and I, the, the interaction with the vendors. So it's interesting from a perspective of the U.S. HR Technology Conference. Uh, and this one, it's very different. I find the vendors here a little more engaging. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. And the audience is a little bit different. So it's, it's been a good experience. Thanks very much for listening to this special HR Tech episode of the Recruiting Future podcast. You can find past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com and you can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.